All right, here we are back at it again with another podcast. I'm your wonderful host, Demion, and today we're recording from the Washington waterfront. We've recently had some flooding, but it's not too bad here. Um, I know up where I stay in Greenville, in that area, there's a lot of flooding the river, so I couldn't go out there and go fishing. I think it was about 19 feet uh, above normal river level or whatever that is. I talked to this lady at uh, River North Park, and she had me check on the uh, hydrograph. I didn't even know what a hydrograph was, so I had to do a little bit of research. Checked out the hydrograph, and it shows different levels of flooding and how it affects the, um, you know, the fishing and the area around it. So that's what I'm dealing with. So that's why we're here in Washington. And also, it's nighttime, and I wanted a little change of scenery. Came down here and definitely switched it up. I ended up with a, uh, a peppermint mocha. And if you could ever imagine what it's like to drink a York patty, that's what this is like. So let me take a sip. Each sip tastes like you ate a chocolate mint or something. You know how it's got that little burst of mint and it kind of lingers on your tongue? Yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, Let's take a short break and we'll get started. Everybody's kind of coming off of that um, Friday the 14th, you know, Valentine's Day uh, situation. And for me, it was quiet, decent evening. Uh, spent some time with my mom. We went out and got some food. We went to this little um, Jamaican spot. First time there. It's called uh, Run a Boat. We went over there, and um, you know they had the oxtails. They didn't have any rice. I guess rice is a big thing. He said they sold out of rice. We had some oxtails. We had some jerk chicken. You know, and I think he threw in he threw in some mac and cheese. Some little mac and cheese deal they do with their little um five spices and things like that i mean it wasn't no big deal i mean it was just mac and cheese i mean the chicken was decent um had a little kick to it it was controlled heat but i already know how to cook so i think places like that are for people that don't cook you know when people go to these restaurants they talk about how good the food is and everything like that and it's just it's it's basically for people who don't cook i mean i cook so i mean i wasn't really blown away by the food um, he didn't use any spices that I don't have in my um, my kitchen at home. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I'll give him the skin. The skin on the jerk chicken was good. Had a nice smoky flavor. It was nice and crisp. The flavor was in there. I mean, you literally felt like you could eat the bone. Like, I mean, you wanted to just eat the bone. Like, that's how baked in the flavor was. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it wasn't nothing to write home about. I mean, I ate it. Food was... A little pricey. It was about $26. Excuse me. So what we ended up getting, we ended up getting the jerk chicken, the oxtails, the mac and cheese, and then I threw in two pieces of cake. You know, they just had to sit on the counter. He gave us some bread, and then he gave us something like a ginger beer or whatever. I've never had that before. I didn't know if it was alcoholic or non-alcoholic. I don't drink, so I had my mom check it. And it was just the way it set it up and everything. I wasn't really sure if it was non-alcoholic, so I didn't mess with it. It took like a sip. You know, and then I did some research on it. And they say ginger beer isn't 100% non-alcoholic. It has below, I think, 0.05% alcohol. So they consider it to be non-alcoholic. But that was enough for me to say, no, I don't even need to drink this. So I ended up drinking some Kool-Aid. It was still a nice meal, you know, just sitting there spending time with my mom on Valentine's Day. You know, just kick it back, kick it easy. Not out here spending no money, wasting no money on nobody that's not important. So you spend it with your number one girl, right? Your mom. And I'm not afraid to say that. So me and old Dukes had a good time. Sat back, laughed, ate some food, watched a little TV. 
Um, I know in other places uh, in the world, uh, some people don't really go all out like they do here in um, in the States. You know, the States, they go out and they buy jewelry. They buy, um, you know, candy and all these diamonds and heart-shaped earrings and things like that. I mean, that's not really my forte. I've never really been big on the situation. I think Valentine's Day is more of a woman's holiday. You know, women like to get treated nice or something like that um guys we we really don't get much i think the most i've gotten on a on a uh, valentine's day i don't know i got a hundred dollars i didn't get a bracelet i didn't get a necklace yeah i've got i've gotten i've gotten jewelry and stuff but i mean it's just for couples if you're not in a relationship like a serious relationship you don't even have to worry about it you know get the girl a card or something call it a day um when i've been in relationships on valentine's day yeah you get your girl you know some flowers and things like that you know the typical fare but normally I'm a cook, so I'll just cook something nice, have a nice little evening, you know. But everybody's coming off the work day. It's not like it always falls on the weekend. It's falling in the middle of the week. I mean, this Valentine's Day was on a Friday, so it was crazy. It was just crazy out there on the road. I mean, you didn't even want to be out there. So I was out there, you know, because I had to work in it. So I had to drive around in it all day. And then when I got off, you know, went and spent some time with Mom, we rode out to get some food, you know, just to get her out of the house, which was a good deal. But, I mean, other than that, after that I went home. Played, played my game, uh, dead dead target a little bit, listened to a little Russian, and that was it. I kept it easy. But what would you do? How did you celebrate uh, Valentine's Day? Did you go out and do anything special? Uh, what do people do in your country when it comes to Valentine's Day? I'd love to hear it. I think we'll take another short break, and then we'll come back. Definitely a different situation down here on the waterfront. Got a lot of people walking around, people curious, people staring at you, seeing what you're doing. But I am sitting by some nice boats. I guess these are some yachts. I mean, there's yachts lined all the way down the waterfront. So, and you know, the one thing that's strange, everybody's yacht is 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 white. Nobody has like a red yacht. Nobody has a black yacht. Nobody has a, a blue yacht, a yellow yacht, a pink yacht. They're always white. I guess that's because... Um, Maybe with the water, when people are out there on the water, I mean, it's easier to see if you have a big white vessel versus a blue vessel, a green vessel. Um, but I would probably have mine customized. I mean, you can get all the little attachments and the things. I mean, they got sails and all these things hanging up on top, I mean, that they could put. But, I mean, it's it's really not that serious. Like, so what's the reason that you get a yacht? Why do you get a yacht? I mean, just so you could say, okay, I could spend $80,000 or $120,000 on a boat or... Is there a benefit to a yacht versus a, a regular bass boat or a speed boat or a John boat or even a kayak? Like, why buy a yacht? You know, I mean, if you're a pleasure pleasure cruiser, I guess, on the water, you know, somebody just likes to float on the water, maybe you do. Maybe you need a, a leather sofa uh, while you're floating on the water, or maybe you need, you know, to get your Evian water out of the... Um, the tap and then go use the bathroom on the boat and just spend the day whatever but i mean i'm a fisherman so if i'm on the water i'm fishing i'm not just up there to just be doing doing nothing last time i did that i was on a cruise but i was doing something i'll tell you a little bit about that hold on let me take a sip so a few years ago my sister and i we went to uh, bahamas i may have told you this before I'd say stop me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I mean you can't stop me because I mean this is a podcast, this is a recording, so you listen to it. But my sister and I, we went to the Bahamas. She had invited me down there, and we were on something called the Carnival, and I believe it was the uh, the Sensation. So we went out there, and you 
you know, you're on this boat. It's a huge boat. I don't know how many people are on there. 500, 600 people, 1,000. I don't know. I was just worried about me and my sister. I wasn't worried about whoever else was on the boat. But anyway, it's this big, huge vessel. So we went from Florida. We had to drive all the way down to Miami, Florida. From Florida. So I guess I have been down to Florida twice. Yeah, we drove all the way down to uh, Miami, Florida. Got on the boat. And, well, the cruise ship, cruise liner, whatever you want to call it, and took it from Florida all the way to the Bahamas. Now, Bahamas, no big deal. No big deal. It wasn't like, you know, woohoo, we're in the Bahamas. It wasn't nothing nothing special. My thing, my thing was the boat, the cruise ship. I'm talking, if you could have a casino on the water, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I'm talking, but not just any casino. This was like a full casino on the water. We're talking cards, gambling. We're talking video poker machines. We're talking dang vending machines or not vending machines but like those pachinko games or whatever you know the game with the little grab handle we try to get the stuffed animals we're talking stacks they had like thousand dollar stacks you know wrapped up in like saran wrap or whatever they had going on i'm sure it was a little more to saran wrap but they had like stacks of you know thousand dollar bills and you could try to grab them out of this machine they had um they had all types of stuff you got your little special card you had your little bracelet uh, they had the complimentary drinks and things like that. I think at that time I did have a little drink or two, but it wasn't like I was up there trying to get sauced. I was just hanging with the kid. Me and my sister were up there having a good time. But the food, about it, it, it blew the casino away. Because all the food was, I would say the food was free, but you paid to get on the cruise. So you're paying, I don't know, five, $600 for this cruise. But all the food was free. I'm talking all you can eat. Like, all you could eat. And it was good quality food. You have like chefs cooking the food, all you can eat. So, take another sip. They had Asian, like like they had an Asian theme one day on there. It was a week, you know, so it was like a week long. So they had like Asian. So you're talking, you got your lo mein, you got your shrimp, you got your hibachi, you got your whatever. You just go up to the guy, load up your plate as much as you with as much as you want, as many times as you want. Tell them how hot you want it. I mean, they loaded up lemonade, tea, sodas, you know, people that drink. That was their water, bottled water. I mean, just loads of food, loads of food. Um, and then you eat that. And then the next, you know, two hours, they're going to have like Latin or something like that. And you go up there, eat burritos and just rice. And I mean, I ate the whole time. They had breakfast, big, huge breakfast. You know, I'm talking waffles, pancakes, you know, eggs, every eggs Benedict, uh, scrambled eggs, uh, eggs over easy, any kind of egg you could want, sausages, link sausages, ground sausage. They had bacon, different types of bacon, country bacon, um, fat back bacon. I mean, they had they had grits, they had oatmeal, cereal. It was it was basically, I mean, a smorgasbord of just taste. Um, that, that's the one thing I love. And the thing is, like, any time of day you went down to the, not even the cafe, but they had, like, you know, different decks and different sections. So they had, you know, one section that was open 24-7, like, just 24-7. And the other sections were open for, like, breakfast or they were open for, like, you know, lunch or they were open for dinner. Then they had a dining hall on there as well. But they had the one section up there where you could go in there at 2 o'clock in the morning and the guy would make you a, a panini, like, a fresh panini. You go in there two o'clock in the morning. You want a panini or you want a personal pizza, like your own personal pizza. You say, "Yeah, can I have a um, 
a pepperoni with sausage. He will make you a pepperoni with sausage pizza, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I love this freaking place. So that was the highlight for me. Now, the casino, of course, you're up there, the lights, the bells, the whistles, you know, the money ringing out of the machines. That's always a good time. I mean, we had a ton of fun. Me and my sister were sitting there double teaming the machines. So we were just sitting there having a good little, um, you know, run, making some money. I think we paid about, I paid about 150 uh, or spent 150. She probably spent 150, probably a little more. Now, out of that, she's normally better at those things than me. So she had got about $600 from the situation. So she was playing the game and we had a little system. So she'd sit there, put, you know, $20 in the machine. And whatever she got over the 20, I would tell her to cash the machine out, give me the ticket, and I would hold the ticket. And then tell her to put another 20 in. So that's how we were doing it, so she could save some, you know, save some money and get some money back and actually see the wealth. So I think she ended up with about $600, but by the end of the whole thing, you know, the, the couple of days that we were up there, she ended up spending all all the money, putting it right back into the um, the machine. But I mean, like I said, we went up there to have a good time, and that's exactly what we did. Now, when we went to, um, when we finally got to the island, the Bahamas, we went there, and then the first place we went was the casino. <laughs> so we went to the Bahamas, got off of the cruise ship, playing the casino, got on the island of the Bahamas. We rented a scooter, and she had to drive it because, you know, she drives motorcycles and things like that. So we went on there. She got us a scooter. Um, I could have got one for myself, but I wasn't even trying to ride him a, uh, a scooter because I've never driven a scooter before. She knows these things, so she drove us around. So I'm sitting on the back of my sister's scooter, so... It was definitely one of those picturesque moments. I mean, definitely something to see. Uh, but we're sitting there on this scooter, driving through crazy Bahamas. I mean, the traffic's crazy. I mean, just the way the people drive over there. And then they had all these little roundabouts. It was just it was just insane. There's no speed limit. There was no speed limit. So you could do 90 miles an hour. You could do 20 miles an hour. So you got people pulling out 40 miles an hour. Somebody going 5 miles an hour. And you got people walking in the street. It's just pure chaos. Anyway. First place we went was to, you know, the casino. So we went to, I think, two casinos. We walked, we walked to one. We walked to one. Because um, I, I don't know if we were Bahamas for two days. I don't even know. But we walked to one. At some point, we were walking, took some pictures, went in. Another time, we drove. No, I think we had to, we, um, I'm getting it twisted around. Because like I said, it was, it was so long ago. I don't even know how long ago. We're talking maybe seven years less than 10 years i'm gonna say less than 10 years maybe 11 i don't know but we went over there and we rode the, the scooter around we didn't know where were we going i mean we're trying to use our phone but i mean you don't get any service in the bahamas right unless you have one of those um satellite phones or international phones so anyway we get over there uh go in the casino and it looks exactly like the ship um bigger games you know, more people. I mean, we didn't hear any accents or things like that. I mean, especially only when you went through the little touristy part. You know, you had the little touristy part, and they're trying to sell you stuff. We we did go through there. We ventured through there. Um, I was going to buy a few things, but I um, I wanted some sandals. And I asked the lady for some sandals. She's talking about $15. I said, $15 for some sandals? I was like, get the freak out of here. I was like, we're not even paying that. Like, that's crazy. That doesn't even make sense in America. So they're just trying to make quick dollars. So I was like, freak that. I'm, I'll, just, I'll just rough it out on what I got on. Get sand in my shoes, it doesn't even matter. But anyway, back to the casino, went in there, played a few games. It was nice, it was fun. But I mean, we were ready to get back to the ship to eat and play more games on the ship. So we basically gambled for like seven days or five, seven days. I don't know how long we were out there, but like we just gambled the whole time. 
We ate the whole time. We laughed the whole time. Um, they had a lot of different nationalities on there. I mean, you had, you know, everything from uh, Russian people. You had French people. You had Chinese people. You had Asian people, Vietnamese people. You had um, Canadians out there, um, Americans out there, Spanish people out there. I mean, the whole world was on the ship. But the whole world works on the ship, which is good. Um, it's not like, you know, an all-American liner. It's not like an all-European liner. They had people from all over the world working on the ship and using the ship for recreation. Now, would I do it again? Certainly, certainly. Uh, a cruise is definitely something you want to do with people, you know, or someone, a friend, you know, brother, sister, your, your, your mom, your dad, your brothers, cousins, uncles, co-workers. I mean, you don't want to go on a cruise solo. I mean, I don't think anybody goes on a cruise solo except the captain, you know. Captain goes down with the ship. Captain's there when the ship's built. Like, but if you're going to go on a cruise for a couple of days and you're going to be around all these people with all this little mirthy atmosphere and stuff going, yeah, you're going to want to have one or two people on your side that you can talk to because it's just, it, it, it's a lot going on. I mean, you, you sit around, they got a pool, you know, people are swimming, people are chatting. I guess people are flirting and doing all that stuff. But, I mean, it, it, it's not what I'm about. I mean, but some people are up there about that stuff. You know, they go up there, their little date. You take your girlfriend. Like I say, you take your girlfriend, something like that. But uh, they got some people on there. They'll have, you know, groups of guys, groups of girls go up there, singles, and they're looking to mingle and all that stuff. But, I mean, that's that's what people are doing. But I wasn't worried about it. Um, what else? Did they have any theft? Yeah, they were like, don't leave anything. I didn't get anything stolen because we kept everything on us. When they were talking about don't stray too far from the uh, the little touristy stations and stuff. So we listened and we were like, yeah, okay. Give us a scooter. We're gone. So we were at, like on the, we were all in the mainland. You know, like we were, we were all over the place. But, um, you know, it was a little situation. I don't even know how I ended up talking about the cruise. Uh, oh, I got there by talking about these yachts that are next to me. So let's take another break and then uh, we'll come back. So as far as this coffee, I can't really say that I would complain about it. I mean, I purchased it. It's good coffee. I mean, as you can hear my voice, I mean, I'm talking. It keeps you talkative, but it's 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 still got that mint, but it's not it's not as strong as it was when you take your first couple sips. I mean, as your tongue gets numb with the heat, you know, from the coffee, sip after sip, you don't you don't sense it as much. You don't taste it as much. So the mint's there, it's lingering, but it's in the back. I'm not saying it's pleasant, but it's just not as strong. So it's just kind of like okay. You're drinking uh, chocolate through a candy cane straw or something like that, right? But you don't eat the candy cane after you just kind of throw it away with the cup. Uh, I imagine my whole car smells like um, coffee. I'm sitting in my car right now. I'm not sitting outside in the cold because it's like 40-something degrees. But like I said, the only weird thing about being down here at this waterfront right now is because you got all these people creeping by because it's a waterfront, so people drive by slow. But it's like, if you're not going to park, why are you doing like five miles an hour down the freaking waterfront? I mean, you can where they look at the ships and they just, I mean, there's nobody out here to see them. I'm not, I'm not paying any attention. You know, might as well just keep rolling. But I mean, that's what, that's what people do. Now, when it gets warm, I'm sure it's nice out here. I've been out here before, uh, warmer weather. I've even fished out here, right here on the waterfront. I probably should have came out here and brought some, um, some fishing poles, but I mean, then I couldn't record the podcast. It kind of would have defeated the purpose, but yeah, I guess I could come out here, um, late night and, uh, fish on the waterfront because it's nice and peaceful. Maybe even bring my mom out here. She probably enjoys something like that when it's warmer. She wouldn't want to be sitting out here at 40 degrees and the river's not even high. So I could have went fishing today. I actually could have went fishing today. I thought it was just too jacked, but it's neither here nor there. I mean, I got stuff to do at the house. I got some reading to do tonight and finish off my little book that I'm reading. 
It's pretty good. It's got a good little story. Of course, it's a little teen, a little teen mystery, a little situation like that. Um, you got a little bit of murder. You got a little bit of, um, you know, strange occurrences and things happening. Uh, a little naive girl trying to get trying to get people to help her, and then everybody's turning on her, doing little mean, nasty things. I mean, they got some some rude teens in this book. I mean, they're like young adults. So I'm gonna say we're talking 18, 19, so teens. They're kids. You know, but I mean, you got some rude people in there. I mean, that are just doing things to this girl that they don't need to be doing. I mean, I'm like, why? I mean, she hasn't done anything to anybody. Her name, I mean, it, it's crazy. Her name's Holly. So she's just like, you know, the what the the niece of the her uncle, you know, Uncle Bill. Uncle Bill's running the whole thing. He asked her to come down there, invited her to come down. She came down, and you know, she's trying to help him out. So she's being one of the little summer counselors and. You know, there's a couple people there. She had one friend there, uh, Taya. She's talking to her. You know, they're old friends, and she's meeting a couple other people. But then this one girl shows up that she doesn't like. You know, I guess they kind of had a little situation with another guy or something like that. Anyway, she's just dogging her out for no reason. Then there's an older lady who's just rude. It's it's crazy. But anyway, all these strange things are happening. You got stuff breaking. Um, and nobody else seems concerned about it but she does because she knows it's a little more than a coincidence you know more than a coinky dink you can take that for the the colloquial expression of that coinky dink you can say coincidence or you can say coinky dink but um yeah it's just something i'm gonna finish up tonight when i get home oh yeah what else did i have going on hold on i went to um i went to the bookstore today the little bookstore david's used books i went over there and i bought my mom like eight books eight books i took pictures of them so let me read off the names here uh one second let me open my little phone da, 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 um yeah i bought her a little bit of mystery i bought her some science fiction books i bought her a crossword puzzle that they had in there i bought her some thick books so i finally pulled it up let me get let me get to the names of these books okay so one book I picked up is uh, The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. It says it's a New York, a number one New York best-selling author, um, same person who wrote The Women in Cabin 10. I haven't wrote, read either of these books, but it looked interesting, and I figured I would um, pick it up for my mom. Another book I picked up was um, Comes a Horseman by Robert Leparula. The Parula or something like that. That's that's not an American last name, so it's I don't even know how to pronounce it correctly. But anyway, it's a thriller. Um, it had a cool cover. It's got the little um, orange face with the eye with the fire eye and the little yellow word. So the the cover grabbed me. I mean, I didn't I didn't read the synopsis too much. I mean, I opened it, leafed through it, but I mean, my mom's gonna read these books. I mean, they're not for me, but I just wanted to get something you know that's interesting that she could bite into. So normally. The authors that go the extra step put a little bit into the um you know the artwork and stuff in their books you know you wouldn't do all that if you got a trash book you wouldn't do all that if you got a trash book so these books i think got a little something to offer and the artwork caught my attention uh, another book i got was um daughter's keeper uh, it says it's a um on the cover it says uh, a powerhouse novel of complex emotions so compelling that when i finished the book i started over again and that was by amy tan so this is a novel. I picked it up in the mystery section. So it's probably some some girl died or something like that, and people in there are trying to find the killer, or there's some type of family secret or something like that going on. 
Uh, I picked up Fifty Shades of Grey for her by E.L. James. Of course, you know, that's a number one New York Times bestseller. Picked that up for her because she does like a little, you know, a little adult topic here and there. So I picked her up a nice little easy book. I mean, I think her and my sister went and saw the uh, part two. I think they made a part two. I saw part one. I didn't watch part two, but um, her and my sister went to the movies to see that. So, um, and then me and my sister went to see the first one. So, you know, it, it's a movie. Uh, another movie here is uh, The Second Angel by Philip Kerr. Picked that one up out of the sci-fi section. I think that one's going to have a bit of um, maybe some alien extraterrestrial activity going on. Um, picked up another book. What is the name of this one? Cassandra. It's uh, by Blair Underwood. Um, he's an author. This is out of the uh, African-American author section. Picked it up. Because uh, they have all the books... Um, categorized by you know african-american authors uh western uh mystery anytime any genre any genre you could think of diet nutrition language arts travel cooking biographies all that type of stuff um crossword book ah and then i picked up her uh, picked her up a book called um lateral logician 300 mind-stretching puzzles. Now, these puzzles are basically things like, I'll give you an example, because we were actually playing around with uh, something similar to this uh, last night. So, here is a puzzle, right? Here is a puzzle. Hold on, let me take a sip of this. These lateral thinking puzzles require you to think differently. Okay, so let me explain. The answer is obvious super obvious you have to resist the urge to go all the way into the woods like you have to just look at it but how you ask how you answer these questions are by asking questions somebody gives you a situation you typically your brain wants to find a solution you look for the solution and you do this in your head but if you ask questions then you get to the answer quicker so that's kind of a different way of thinking because most people don't ask questions. So I was sitting there going through it with my mom. So here, here's the clue. So they give you these little ambiguous clues, right? Ambiguous, that's, that's your word, right? Ambiguous. So basically, it's little to no information, right? Just random nothing. So here's the clue. It said he couldn't find a chair, so he died. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all the clues you get. And you have to figure out what that means. And all the other person can say is yes, no, or not relevant. So you have to formulate your questions to receive those answers where yes, no, or not relevant. So in that situation with he couldn't find a chair, so he died, you would have to say, was the chair blue? Somebody say no. Or they say not relevant. Or they say yes. So we sat there and went through that. Uh, I don't know how my mom got it. <laughs> um, but she had sitting there in her head. And I said, ask questions, ask questions. So she ended up saying um, he couldn't find a chair. So he died. She was just rolling it over, rolling over. I said, bring it out here, like say it out here so I can hear it and give you some feedback. Yes, no, or not relevant. So then she said, um, was, 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 he, was he in an arena? She said, was he in an arena? I said, yes. So then she started going, was, was, he, was he a boxer? I said, no. Uh, she's like, were animals there? I said, yes. And she said, 
Is he a lion tamer? And the answer is literally, the man is a lion tamer or was a lion tamer. I mean, literally, that was the answer. Another one they had up there was, uh, what was it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hold on one second. Okay. A man lies dead in a pool of blood and water in a locked room. That's it. A man lies dead in a pool of blood and water in a locked room. And you have to deduce what happened. Like, that's it. A man lies dead in a pool of blood and water in a locked room. So we spent, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes on that one, and she just couldn't get it. Now, I won't tell you the solution to that just in case somebody out there wants to try to figure it out. That's it. So here's the clue. A man lies dead in a pool of blood and water in a locked room. You have to come up with the answer. You have to figure out what the answer is. Um, but yeah, that's a lateral thinking puzzle. They have books on that, and I think it's great. But what kind of inspired all of this is, um, I don't know, last time I was talking with my friend Katya, we were on there uh, talking, and we ended up getting on, uh, was it Nancy Drew? Drew Nancy? I don't know. It's this little mystery series uh, for, for readers, you know, like teens and things like that. But it's great because you have to think and troubleshoot these these mysteries. Basically, they give you a bunch of clues. They give you a little story. And at the end, you have to say what happened, who you think killed him or who you think stole whatever. Uh, so as we were going through it, you know, me and Katya, we were going through it and she was having to do some critical thinking, but in English, you know, because you're like, well, it couldn't have been him. It had to be her. Well, why would he have a motive to do it? I mean, we're having these kind of conversations in English, you know, practicing on her end, you know, because it was Thursday. And I thought it was great. I mean, it was just wonderful because we were sitting there, you know, throwing ideas back and forth, you know, playing detective, trying to figure out who who shot Johnny Rock. But it was in English. So it's basically, you know, you sit here, you learn a language, right? You study a language, but do you use the language? You know, most people just, oh, I learned French. Okay. And you're in France and you speak your French. Okay. And then that's it. You don't use it other than that. No, but I'm talking actively using it in your life. So here it is. Somebody died, right? It's a murder. And you're trying to solve the murder. I mean, you can sit there and do it in your native language, or you can do it in the language you're learning, which in this case will be English. So it's definitely fun. I recommend that uh, you um, you look for some of those mysteries. I think I think the girl's, I want to say her name is Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. Check out Nancy Drew. She's this little um, super sleuth teen, teen book, but they're fun. Uh, read it. I, I might have read one or two in school, you know, back in the day. I mean, but if you're studying English, this is something you'll enjoy. I mean, Hardy Boys is another great series. Series. They're brothers out there. They're doing little detective things, cracking the clues, kind of like um, Scooby Doo, you know, but like in story form, a little more detail, a little more in depth. So you'll learn a lot of adjectives. You'll learn a lot of uh, vocabulary. You'll learn a lot of, um, of course, investigative words. Um, you know, just different things. Something to do. I don't even know if I hit pause on this thing to take a break, but um, it's going. But I think on that, I'm going to close it out. Uh, it's coming to the end of February, just about. Uh, we're, what, one podcast away from March. So, got some big things happening in March. If you've been listening, you know what I'm talking about. But on that one, I'll see you in the next one.